the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Monday edition of The Ride Home. We're hoping that uh, Joe Biden is listening now mm-hmm. as he makes his way into Pittsburgh. Hello, Joe. The, uh, the rally gets underway uh, soon here, right? I mean, it's 4 o'clock. It's supposed to last until 5.30. People uh, opened the, the doors opened around 2.00. So uh, this is he's uh, be in Teamsters here. Local 49. Am I right about right, that? Yeah, yeah. over on Butler Street. Right. Yeah. Okay. So wonder what that's like when someone they don't like. You know, when the president comes in, they shut down the Parkway. Hopefully, they're not doing that for every time a candidate well, comes you to know, town. You ha- if you're a candidate for president, as I remember, you have to demonstrate to the Secret Service that there's a credible threat against you before you get protection. Really. But being a former VP, he do already you get, gets it. Do you I think he would it? get it. Hard to say. I don't know. I mean, I, when I look at the cost oh of gosh. Secret Service protection, it, and then when you add campaigning to it, oh, it I want to lose my mind. Right, I absolutely want to lose my mind. So anyway, Joe Biden's in town. I, I guess this it kicks it off for Joe Biden. Yeah. Here so we go. now, interesting that he decided to do it in Pittsburgh. Obviously, we're a, a largely Democratic. I would call it a stronghold oh, yeah. here in the state of Pennsylvania, but this is a state that went for Trump, right? right? Now, Allegheny County didn't go for Trump, um, but the state did. And so this is like him asserting himself in western Pennsylvania, but not Scranton, which is his hometown. Right. I, I kind of thought that's where he would go Check instead. It off. Well, they're saying the Pittsburgh is key to – I mean, look at this. We're, it's already – we're talking about this. It's November of next year. It's a nightmare. And already we're deep into this. Holy smokes. So he's already won the firefighters endorsement? <clears throat> okay. All right. Fine. Now, how about his re-remembering of the Anita Hill, Clarence Thomas? Right. Well, anybody who brouhaha. thought that, you know, that Joe Biden was going to step forward and say, hey, I'm really sorry. Uh, that was just untoward of me. Well, that's gone. It's interesting. You don't have to make an apology if you don't remember. Right. And what's so amazing about politics is and, – and I I got to be careful how I say this because I do believe that it's absolutely possible for people to change their mind. And I like the fact that people change their mind on issues. Right. But what bothers me is that we re-remember things based on the current mood of the country. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you have looked back and actually changed your mind. It's that you're, you've changed your perspective because now you're woke. <laughs> and weren't then. And so now you need to like, you know, right. get it. But that's not what you thought then. You know what? I, so I, I don't want to hear – it's just it, – No, it was a different a different world, right? It's kind of like we didn't talk about this, the Kate Smith thing. Now, does that make you want to lose your mind? So she's no longer going to sing the recording even, at Yankee Games or Flyers Games. Right, which is a, which was a been classic at both, especially for the Flyers. So, you know – Kate Smith has been woke, okay, although okay. she's been dead for a long time. 
but she has. Okay, been wait, wait, but you need to tell the story but because f- because the pro. Okay, so Kate Smith that famously sang "God Bless America." Oh, she was and, a gigantic star, and the, re- and the reason that she was such a gigantic, the reason that was so closely linked to her was not just how she sang it; it was the fact that she was so invested in war bonds. Um, for World War II. To sing God Bless America. That was, well, she had already been involved. She had donated, I don't know, like she'd worked 60 hours a week for I don't know how many years, you know, getting war bonds put together. And so then when she came out with God Bless America, she had so much... Grab, Capital. Right, that she could, she could put it towards that. Right. So it became such yeah, – everybody loved her. They loved what she had done. The country had sacrificed. It was a wonderful you know, combination of things. And so when everybody heard her sing God Bless America, it was just, just loved everything good about America. But now, now she recorded two songs that we don't even need to talk about because they're just completely inappropriate right. in every way. Back in the 1930s. Right. Right. So these racist songs. Yeah. And clearly, if you would hear the title of the songs, you go, yeah, that's racist. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Right. It would never fly in today's day, day and age. Right. But in 1931 or 1934, uh, pff, say what you will, that was America. Mm-hmm. That was America. OK. Now, all of a sudden, Kate Smith. So in Philadelphia, they had a statue of Kate Smith in the arena. Right? Which I heard was a lame statue, but they, they still had it. It's been covered. They have a black cloth over the statue of Kate Smith while they debate her like um, her her moral ineptitude. Yes. And if it's if it's grotesque enough, it that they're just going to have to tear the whole statue down. Of course they or, will. Or if it's not grotesque enough, maybe they'll like what they'll just cover her back with a black cloth, but they'll leave her head exposed. I, I mean, don't it's, know. Just, it's it's silly. So we'll never sing "God Bless America" again, right? And if we do, there'll have to be a disclaimer before you sing the song. That's So the word, that's what made my ire get up. The word woke. All of a sudden, everyone is supposed to jump online and go, jump on board and go, okay, now I'm thinking right and true and positive about all things. All things right. that come from and, me are of wisdom. And whatever things we in our current culture decide are the way to speak and the way to think that's the only way we have to judge everything in the past in relation to where we are now i think where we are is better in a lot oh, of ways 100%. than where we were then i get so i totally get that um but it, we have to let the past speak for itself of course because there's going to be a time 50 years from now when people are going to judge us based on those same standards so do are we willing to submit ourselves to the judgment of the future we must it's it's the only choice it's the only choice we're giving people now right Right. we should judge ourselves based upon where we are now but to rewind ourselves and try to make history through a lens that is present to look back is ridiculous i know but what i'm saying is if you fast forward 50 years we're going to be the ones who are kate smith Right. We're going to be the ones who they're they're going to throw the black cloth over the Johnny Johnny <laughs> Believe me, they Actually, will never new be. Mike's been threatening that for the last oh, two weeks. No. I don't know what never be that. Happening. Look, I don't mean to take I don't mean to take racist songs lightly, and I hope no one hears me uh, saying that because that's not what I'm saying. I I just think that we are remarkably ungenerous when we look back at people who lived in different times than we did and decide that they are one thing or another, they are of all the bad or they are all bad or they are all good. And unfortunately, there's hardly anybody that we investigate that we come up with the all good moniker because people are complicated. Right. I mean, look, if you go back, well, let's go back to the Civil War period and let's bring up hashtags uh, Me Too, right? 
is that going to fly? No. If you had a time machine, would you go, right. hey, guys, I know that, you know, we're back in the uh, you know 1860s here, but, you know, women deserve equal rights. What do you think about that? Are we good with that? Everybody good? It doesn't fit. I remember when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, I come from a Polish family, and I remember that the name Andrew Carnegie was a bad word. I had an uncle who refused until his dying day to visit Clayton. There you go. He wouldn't same right. He would spit at the right. name. I'm never right. going to get that this guy's money. Right. I, now, get, look, I get it. I get you that. get it. I get that. And I wasn't one of my relatives or my ancestors who were working in in deleterious situations. That's probably the nicest way I can put it that Andrew Carnegie set up. Okay, I get that. But at the same time, I also have appreciated the Carnegie Library from oh the goodness. day I was born, and I absolutely love the museums that we have here in Pittsburgh. I'm not saying that Andrew Carnegie was an awesome guy. I'm saying he was a complicated guy, right? and he had good and he had bad, just like all of us. Everybody. So what, So we can't have any more statues. We can't have any of anything because we're only going to be able to honor people that we think are somehow – 100% good? Well, there know. aren't any people like that. So then do you draw a line? You say, okay, so from uh, 19, or no, so from 2018, is that good? Is that 2018, everything moving forward culturally is acceptable. Mm-hmm. So every so any any piece of statuary that we've produced nope. since 2018, we're good with. Or music, or theater, or art, or you name it, it's under a microscope, and someone, and that's the scary thing, Someone is going to be the arbiter, the judge of what is right and good and holy and true. Now, look. None of us want to be judged by that standard. No, because if I get what I deserve, forget it. Thank God there's the Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank God there's the Bible. Thank God there's wisdom. And thank God that there is is a, a command that we humble ourselves. So if we're the first ones that admit how screwed up we are, how our language is wrong, our thinking is wrong, and all of those things are wrong, then maybe we can enter into conversations with people who criticize us in a way that's healthy yes. and well. We're going to talk to Tim Muehlhoff about that in just a little bit. Tim Muehlhoff from Biola University. He comes up a little bit later in this hour. But first of all, excited to have Greg Clugston with us. We're going to go right to the heart of the nation's capital and find out what's news. It's next on The Ride Home. Hey, if you're an employer or a business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. And your health plan is a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in-network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help you today. Call 724-884-1496. It's Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 or go to MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. What comes to mind when you hear words like budget, mortgage, savings? How much do those words cause worry, make you feel overwhelmed or uncertain about your future or the fate of your family? John MacArthur looks at practical biblical wisdom on how you can master your money 
and be free from financial worry this week on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. It's Better Together, the exciting daily half-hour talk show by women and for women. It's good friends like Lori Crouch, Christine Kane, Carrie Job, Victoria Osteen, Lisa Harper, and many more. It's more than just a TV show. It's your daily destination for love, friendship, encouragement, and community. It's Better Together, 130 Eastern, 1030 Pacific, only on TBN. Text TOGETHER to 316-316 to join in. That's TOGETHER to 316-316. We'll see you real soon. Creation Fest 2019 is coming. Join us with your family and friends for a weekend of worship like no other. Over 70 artists like Skelet, Tillsong Worship, Crowder, Elevation Worship, Carrie Joe, 10th Avenue North, and Mendisa. As well as over 15 speakers like Bob Lenz, Reggie Dabbs, and David Nasser. Be a part of the creation worship experience in the beautiful mountains of central Pennsylvania. Go to creationfest.com to find out more. That's creationfest.com. Every Monday we kick off our broadcast week by going to the White House. Greg Clugston is with us. Greg Clugston is the White House reporter for SRN News. Greg, how are you, sir? I'm good. Happy Monday. Hi, John. Happy Kathy, Monday. Good to, be here. Yes. good to see you. you Not Greg. see you, but hear you at least <laughs> on a weekly <laughs> basis, Greg. Well, the eyes of the country are on us here in Pittsburgh because Joe Biden having his first campaign rally, I think even as we speak, right on Butler Street in Lawrenceville, uh, kicking off the campaign. Yeah, he made the announcement official in terms of launching the candidacy last week uh, with a video message, and he did go around and uh, do a little handshaking and things uh, a little bit, but you're right, the first uh, first official campaign speech for his 2020 bid, this is his third time that he has is running for the White House. Uh, he's 0 for 2, he hopes to make it 1 for 3, uh, we'll have to see though. It's interesting because he took on, in his announcement video last week, he took on President Trump by making as a centerpiece of his announcement the president's response to that Charlottesville, Virginia violence yeah. uh, back in 2017. And it's interesting because the president has, uh, you know, he responded to questions about Charlottesville last week, right after the Biden announcement. And um, the president has spent a little, little bit more time responding to Biden and his his new campaign than he has just about all the other Democratic candidates. And so, of course, Biden has to get through the primaries first before he could even be the nominee. So it'll be interesting to see how a 76-year-old Joe Biden running for the White House a third time will fare with this huge field of 20 candidates right now. Wow. I mean, it will be something. When you look, when you look at all those 20 candidates, to think about Joe Biden, which is sort of the death knell as old white man. I mean, he's certainly shockingly outside of the realm. Right. And isn't that funny? Because all we've heard of since the congressional election were the minority women who've been speaking up in the Democratic Party. They're the loudest voices. They're the biggest voices on social media. So, Greg, what does it tell us that the, the two old white guys are still the ones leading the race? 
Right. You're talking Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. And Sanders is a year older than Joe Biden. He's 77. Uh, so you've got uh, two guys in their mid to upper 70s leading the pack for the Democratic Party, at least right now. Now, it obviously, obviously is very early in the race. But even before Biden jumped in officially last week, he was either number one or two in most of the Democratic polls. So he he already had that name recognition. He already had a, a wellspring of support from a lot of voters. What's interesting when you talk about, um, you know, especially the, the, the vocal women that have been elected to the Congress as Democrats, as well as the record number of women who are already running for president uh, in the Democratic Party, uh, despite all of you know their entry and the attention heaped on them, um, they they have had some difficulty gaining traction. So you wonder if there is a disconnect between um, you know the more activist voice of the Democratic Party as it's coming out of Washington and off of the campaign trail versus where Democrats across the country, the rank and file Democratic voters, where they stand and how they view some of these candidates. I think Nancy Pelosi has kind of been, you know, giving a um, a boilerplate. The fact that she's trying to take those those loudest, youngest voices in the Democratic Party and back them off just a little and say, wait a minute, you know, are we going to talk about impeachment right out of the gate? Wait, are we going to talk about, you know, the Green New Deal right away out of the gate? How about we just sit back a little bit? Um, I wonder who's going to win that power struggle. Well, you're right. It's a struggle, Kathy. And, and, and Pelosi has been, and she's, you know, whether or not you like her politics, she is, um, you know, she's a pretty powerful and effective leader. And she has been very, uh, very clear about, you know, impeachment, about not rushing down that road. She hasn't entirely ruled it out, but she's come pretty close, which is a lot different from where a lot of her other fellow Democrats stand um, when it comes to President Trump on those matters. Mm-hmm. But she, she has a responsibility as the House Speaker and, the, you know, the head of the Democrats in the, in, on the House side, anyway, to, um, you know, really, you know, keep, keep the party intact and, and, and have as much unity as you can. So that's always a tough, it's always tough. Whether you're a Republican House Speaker or a Democratic House Speaker, you've got all kinds of factions within your party, within your majority, that you have to manage and control. And that's one of the tasks that she has. Earlier today, I was looking at President Trump's Twitter feed. Uh, he has tweeted nine times today. And one of them, uh, the president, six hours ago, he said, Sleepy Joe Biden is having his first rally in the great state of Pennsylvania. He obviously doesn't know that Pennsylvania is having one of the best economic years in its history with lowest unemployment ever, a now thriving steel industry that was dead and a great future. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to refute that. Sure. Yeah, there are, there are some great economic success stories, and obviously the statistics and and momentum with low unemployment and all, and all the rest um, are are in the president's favor right now, um, as he's you know getting ready to you know get back in the mix of things for his own reelection campaign. It's interesting because Pennsylvania, of course, is a state as you all well know that the president won back in um, you know in his first election. And but it wasn't by a huge margin. And here you have Joe Biden, who has been representing Delaware next door 
um, but is, um, I mean, I think he's a native. Wasn't he born in, in Scranton, Pennsylvania? Scranton, PA. Yeah, that's yeah which right. is so Which is the other side of the state. Um, I kind of yes, thought that that would be where he chose to kick off the campaign. Um, now, I understand that this is, you know, that this was a battleground area of the state for sure in the yeah. 2016 presidential election, and it did go Democrat, um, but the state went for Trump. So, I mean, there clearly is, is a battle to be fought here. Yeah, and I think that's part of the calculation for Biden in picking Pennsylvania. Obviously, um, his home state um, from where you know he was, uh, where you know he he grew up, but also the fact that it is a battleground state, um, and it was a state that is going to be crucial for for President Trump in in terms of winning his reelection, as will any number of the. You know, the industrial Midwest states and the upper Midwest states that the president shocked um, Hillary Clinton by winning. And a, and a handful of those states were very close margins of victory, and he really needs to maintain them for 2020, um, you know, if he wants to, if he has a good shot at, at winning his reelection. So there was a lot of, you know, I think obvious planning there on, on the part of Biden for picking Pennsylvania as his launch today. Very good. Well, the uh, the faithful are assembled uh, not too far from us mm-hmm. here, just a few miles away. We're speaking with Greg Clugston. Greg joins us from SRN News. He is a White House correspondent. Hey, Greg, uh, what about over the weekend, uh, the revelation that uh, New York Times International Edition published a an op-ed cartoon Thursday of last week, which was deeply anti-Semitic and uh, showed uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and President Trump uh, in, in very poor circumstances. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it certainly caught the attention of the White House. You had Kellyanne Conway, who's a counselor to the president, um, speak out on this. Um, the president also, uh, I think one of his many tweets earlier today was, um, you know, he was bashing the New York Times uh, he acknowledged that the, the the newspaper did issue an apology, but he said they should also apologize for their coverage of of me. He said on <laughs> Twitter. Um, but yeah, this was this was seen as you know uh, as the cartoon was essentially depicting that you know Netanyahu was was on the leash of of Donald Trump and and uh, you know so it had it had those overtones there and. So, you know, the administration denounced it, and there were any number of people and groups and politicians who, who thought that it was very distasteful. And the New York Times did issue um, a statement of apology, but uh, there are still any number of, of you know, conservatives or uh, supporters of Israel and all the rest, and, and Netanyahu are wondering how that even got through the editorial okay yeah. process in the first place. Right. And of course, the relationship between the president and the New York Times, I would call irreparable at this point. I mean, based on their predictions of the 2016 election that were so unbelievably wrong, and then the president, of course, assuming office and the New York Times never really coming out and giving any type of, wow, we're, I don't know how we were so wrong or any type of, gee, we really need to reevaluate things. They just kind of took off on the we're going to pursue the president at all costs. Right. And obviously the president has asked for or mentioned these kinds of apologies or omissions of apologies in the past. He's not likely to get it anytime soon, is my guess, from the New York Times. That's right. So what does the uh, the week ahead look like, Greg? You traveled with the president last week. I'm sure that's uh, got its own territory, but always the president in forward motion. Yeah. Um, so he's got the congressional leadership um, from from Democrats coming over to the White House. So he's sitting down with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and several other top Democrats tomorrow. Now, the meeting tomorrow morning in the Oval Office is really designed to focus on infrastructure because Democrats 
and the administration have both expressed a willingness to, you know, talk about, um, you know, putting some forward uh, plan for, you know, building you know, and repairing bridges and roads and bridges and that kind of thing. And so, essentially, this is the first time that Schumer and Pelosi, I'm pretty sure, have sat with the president since back before Christmas in December, before <laughs> when the it was, government we, shut down. When we watched it all on video. Yes, we, yes, did. we did. And it was pretty contentious at moments, wasn't it? Yes, <laughs> yeah, right yeah. in the Oval Office. Yeah, now that was just with, you know, the very top leadership of, of, of Pelosi and Schumer. They'll have some other lawmakers, but obviously they're the major players, and uh, they'll be sitting down with the president. Um, I'm on what we call our rotating pool duty tomorrow, so I will be, um, I will be the, the lone radio reporter in the mix tomorrow in the room should they invite us in. So mm. it'll be very interesting to see that. And it was also interesting to travel with the president. John, you, you mentioned that I was traveling with the president. Yes. Um, he, he traveled for a rally in Green Bay. It was, it was essentially the White House counter-programming to the White House Correspondents' Dinner, which also took place Saturday night here in Washington. Uh, but I traveled along with the president for his rally in Green Bay, and it was a, it was a typical boisterous crowd of nine to ten thousand people there at a sports arena, and the president uh, was was in much better form there than he likely would have been sitting with correspondents in in the White House Hilton Hotel. Right, and of course, the president chose not to go to the correspondents' dinner because of his uh, what his long-standing angst between uh, the press and himself. Sure, there's. It's it's really hard for him to you know have the kind of relationship that he has with the press, and especially it being a rallying cry for a lot of his supporters of of you know criticizing the fake news media and deriding members of the press as enemies of the people, um, and then to go and sit down and have dinner with them. So that kind of uh, takes the you know would take the the wind out of the sails a little bit if if he did that. And he sees that as uh, as being a rallying cry at at these at these rallies. So uh, he decided to to be on the road and be in front of ten thousand adoring people instead of three thousand reporters and other news executives who who might not uh, be as happy to have him there. Yes. Last question for you, Greg. Um, we've talked a lot about the fact that we've got Bernie Sanders. At how old did you say? Seventy six. 77 and Biden 76. Biden 76. Wow. And um, and President Trump being 72? 72. Okay. Um, since you have traveled with him repeatedly, I mean, it, it's remarkable to me how much energy and stamina the man has. He does. Uh, you know, there are questions every now and then about his weight and, and all the rest and his age, but he is an extremely energetic man of 72 years old. And it's funny because he was asked last week after Biden uh, put out his announcement video, he was asked, how old is too old to be president? He said, well, I'm never going to say somebody is too old to be president, but this was very funny. He said, I feel like I am a young and vibrant man. And uh, he was also obviously putting himself up against Sanders and Biden, who are a few years older than he is, and was saying, hey, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm the youngest in, in the mix of the upper echelon candidates right now. <laughs> and so for him to say young and vibrant was, was a funny line, but there's no question that he is, um, he's got a lot of stamina. He doesn't require a lot of sleep, apparently, and that's that's been true for most of his adult life, if not all of his adult life. He only gets a few hours of sleep every night, and he's up early, and he's up late, and he and he runs hard. And uh, a lot of us who have had the opportunity to travel with the president, we we have seen him, um, you know, on those long days, and he seems to have boundless energy. Wow. 
Okay, so then there's hope for all of us then. Sure. We've got, well, we've got a few years to go, don't we? <laughs> Greg Cluxton, thanks an awful lot. Always a pleasure. Okay, guys, take care. Greg Cluxton, SRN News White House Correspondent. Information by Greg and SRN News, wordfm.com. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. This is Mike Howard at Word FM. It has always been a desire of mine to see us be involved with celebrating the National Day of Prayer. But to have combined this with a conference on prayer, now that's a dream come true. If you're like me and you struggle with prayer, this conference is for you. But if you are a prayer warrior, this conference will strengthen you as well. Will you take the time to join us and enhance your prayer life? We also have a limited number of scholarships available covering the registration costs for church groups of 5 to 10 members. The Pittsburgh Prayer Conference begins right after our free celebration of the National Day of Prayer, Thursday evening, May 2nd. We will enjoy times of singing, praying, and some of the best teaching from the pulpits of our Pittsburgh churches, like pastors John Guest and Bill Glaze, Urban Impact's Ed Glover, and the Brave Men's teacher, Pastor Jeff Stuyvesant. And Crown and Covenant Publication, our sponsor of the printed page, will provide our bookstore. See our whole lineup and register for the Pittsburgh Prayer Conference, May 2nd and 3rd. Find the details out at wordfm.com. Sponsored by Rock of Ages and Geneva College. Buying locally made products is a simple act that can have a tremendous impact on a local economy. Since our company was founded nearly 30 years ago, the original Mattress Factory has offered quality mattresses that are hand-built in our own factories and sold directly to you. Plus, we're not just locally made. We are also locally owned by our employees who live, work, and play in the same communities as you. So stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the difference local makes for yourself. Right here in Pittsburgh. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit. From pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Just in time for spring, when you install Boundary Plus technology, awarded the Consumer's Digest Best Buy, you'll save $150. With 35 years of experience from Invisible Fence of Pittsburgh, you'll have complete confidence that your pets are secure in your yard at all times. Visit InvisibleFence.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm crossing the region this evening, then a leftover shower later tonight, low 57. Tomorrow and tomorrow night, variably cloudy with a shower or thunderstorm on one or two occasions. High tomorrow, 66. Low tomorrow night, around 60. Much warmer on Wednesday with clouds, breaks of sun, and a shower or thunderstorm, the high 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Jack Hubbard. 
I think it was, uh, was it, was it last fall that you and New Mike became obsessed with Hugh Jackman and the movie The Greatest Showman? Was believe, it last fall? I believe it was. Last fall? Yeah, I, I think obsession is the right word. You saw it how many times? I saw it uh, six times in the movie theater. <laughs> I did not seen it enough times. Mm-hmm. Not enough. I've uh, seen it on a DVD twice. I mean, I knew that you were a fan, but I had no Listen, idea what was, kind of a fan you I are. I love him, but I loved him in that role so much. I, I mean, I loved Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really interesting, interesting character. I never saw him in Les Mis. Oh, oh that's an excellent movie. Did you like it? I, I did. Of course I loved it. Yeah. Here's some news for you. Uh, Hugh Jackman will bring his The Man, The Music, The Show tour to PPG Paints <gasps> Arena what? on October 9th. No! October 9th. The actor-singer will be joined by a live orchestra to perform songs from The Greatest Showman, Les Mis, and other Broadway and film hits. Tickets go on sale at 10 o'clock Friday. <gasps> However, if you are an American Express card member, you can purchase tickets before the general public beginning... Today at 10 a.m. Oh, my God. Now, listen, I as soon as I heard about this tour, mm-hmm. which if you follow him on Twitter, he's been like physically preparing for for the last two or three months. Yeah. It was not in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. because well, we noticed that the closest one to us was going to be in like, uh, I don't know, Chicago or something like that. October 9th. I don't <gasps> know what day. That's that, awesome. What's the date of what is in October 9th? Oh, Can you I don't tell me it doesn't matter. It's a Friday. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm totally going. It uh, doesn't yeah. matter what the day is. I think you have to go. I'm totally going. Mike, aren't you going? Oh, heck yeah. Uh-huh. Mike and I are going. John, are you coming with us? Uh, I might. It's I actually, mean, I love Hugh Jackman. I do. Yeah. It's actually on a Wednesday. A Wednesday oh, night. Yeah. My gosh. Live broadcast. Is it the Benham? PBG? No, it's the paint. Oh. Yeah. Live broadcast. Hugh Jackman. The man, the music, the show with oh, a live orchestra. Songs from the Greatest Showman, Les Mis, and other Broadway and film Listen. hits. That's exciting. Oh, Holy I am smokes. so geeked. Oh, what you, what great news. Are, tickets are going to go for what? 100 bucks? 200 bucks? No. no. What do you think? I'd I can't say, imagine. I'd say 190 190 yeah. No, you can probably That's get a starting. cheap seat for 50 bucks. Check that out, Mike. Do, so. Doing a break. Do a little research there for us and uh, try to squeeze us in. Do we know anybody? How about a box? Oh, let's get a there? box. Let's get a Word FM box at the Hugh Jackman thing. <laughs> I'm sure right now our boss is listening going, oh, yeah, you are out of your mind. Can we do a trade with PBG? Something? Something. Yeah. Anything. Uh, maybe I'll reach out to Hugh's publicist and we'll get Hugh on the air. Wouldn't that be great? If that ever happened, hmm? I would be incredibly geeked. So you, you in your life, Kath, have several people that you consider to be best friends, even though you guys have not met. Well- yeah. Now, the, here's the thing. I wouldn't say best friends. I would say that we're close friends. Close friends. Yeah. Beth Moore is a close friend of mine. Okay. As is Jennifer Garner. Those are my two good friends. I see. Jennifer Garner and Beth Moore. Now, the sad thing is that I uh, I am not their friend. Right. Because, you it know. Just, okay. Now, look. Mike's pulled but, up uh, the seats already. Oh, so are you saying that the Hugh Jackman's about to become a friend of mine? I believe that he already is. Not, well. Or, I mean, no, you hold I feel, him in such no. high esteem. I heard he listens to us. <laughs> All the time. He podcasts us. Let me just yeah. say that I feel like I would like Hugh, Hugh, but I don't know him well enough to say he's a friend. Right. I think I'm just like really a big fan. Okay, now look at that. Look at the, the configuration of PPG. Would you want to sit behind the stage? No, because then you can not see anything no, he's no. doing. Also, already, look how much. Look, the green seats are already taken. No, because, the green seats are not yeah, taken. Yeah, that's the American Express stuff, Kath. Those, those early well, ticket people. I don't have an American Express card, Well, that's what John. I'm saying. The, the American Express people get in early on. Right, Mike? Check that out. Oh, anyway, okay. We'll take a quick break. Listen, also, I have a visa. Am I being discriminated against because of my visa? Well, I think maybe they're just encouraging you now to get an American Express card. I'm just saying. Listen, we've also got a great announcement from Kevin Braun. Do you know 
that Mercy Me is coming to Pittsburgh, along with David Crowder. Here's Kevin Brown to talk about that. Hey, big news on the concert front. A show that's headed to Pittsburgh October 4th. That's a Friday night at the PPG Paint downtown. Mercy Me and David Crowder together on stage. Word FM and Geneva College are part of this. Kevin Braun, he's the promoter that's bringing Mercy Me and David Crowder into the town. Uh, hey, Kevin, thanks a lot for doing this. Really powerful show. Tickets went on sale this morning, yeah? Tickets went on sale this morning, John, and we are uh, right now north of 6,000 tickets sold. Nice. And just thrilled to have this opportunity to put this together with your group and with the folks at Geneva College. Outstanding. Okay, get those tickets now because I'm telling you, the show's going to sell out quickly. You know this is the fact. Kevin, it's Ticketmaster.com? Ticketmaster.com. Tickets are on sale now, and uh, we encourage you to buy soon. Fabulous. Kevin Braun bringing in a big show, the biggest show of the uh, whole year. Mercy me, David Crowder. Tickets on sale right now. WORD. Ahead on Insight for Living from Chuck Swindoll. May I ask you, are you going through a storm that has shocked you? This is all part of God's mysterious plan to humble you, to test you, to reveal not to God, but to you what's in your heart. Listen weekdays when your station features Chuck Swindoll's brand new series on Jonah, right here on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. A moo moo here and a moo moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84 PA on the Saturday before Memorial Day for our annual Farm Heritage Day. During this annual event, two giant tents will hold 20 plus old time crafters sharing their wares with you like sheep shearing, wool spinning, quilting and leather punching. Our old fashioned chore girls will be churning butter, kneading bread dough and rolling pie dough and they'll need lots of helpers too. Take the tour of our modern milking facility where you get to try your hand at milking Sally the tour cow. The Springhouse Cooks will feature all kinds of fabulous eats inside too. So come hungry for hot roast beef and gravy, real mashed potatoes and so much more. Farm Heritage Day at the Springhouse on Saturday of Memorial Day weekend, 11 to 4. Let us share a little of our farm with you. Springhousemarket.com or give us a call at 724-228-3339. What if your next career could help you change lives? It can. As a thriving financial representative, this is more than a sales career. It's an opportunity to help people connect their faith and finances for good. Positions are available in the Pittsburgh area. Thriven provides ongoing coaching and training and a benefits package you'd expect from a Fortune 500 financial services organization. For more information, please call Todd Beasley at 717-813-7184. What is us? Us is a foundation. Us is the future. Us is a bond. But right now, that bond is free. And we need a place that could make it whole. From diabetes prevention to safety around water. The why fills the gaps. And bridges our divide. But they can't do it without us. Support your local why today. Because where there's a why, there's an us. Read by members of the why. The why for a better us. The market goes up and the market goes down. 
But one thing remains the same. Record low unemployment means there are still more job openings than people to fill them. And that means you have leverage. They're vying for your attention at Word FM's virtual job fair. Visit wordfm.com slash virtual for great local companies ready to offer you an employment upgrade. Isn't it time you got a raise? The virtual job fair, where many are called, but you are chosen at wordfm.com slash virtual. Dr. Tim Uhlhoff is with us. Tim is professor of communications at Biola University. He is the author of Winsome Persuasion, Christian Influence in a Post-Christian World. Tim, welcome back. How are you? Oh, it's great to be back. Always good. Hey, Tim, we talk a lot about communication because that's your specialty. Um, and so when we look around the world and we look at, you know, the recent violence at the synagogue um, in San Diego, and we, we look at that in a long line of, you know, the 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 negativity, the angst, the heartbreak of what happened in New Zealand, what happened right here in Pittsburgh in our own synagogue. We look at violence and we think, okay, well, violence is one thing, but are we, I mean, are we fostering that type of atmosphere when we use such negativity in our language? What do you say? Well, I think absolutely that's true. You know, it's funny that the book of Proverbs prefigured all of this. Uh, Proverbs 18 says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. But they're not equal psychologically. That's what's fascinating. I do a podcast called The Art of Relationships with a psychologist at Biola, and it's fascinating to listen to him talk about certain passages like life and death is in the power of the tongue, because he would note that we have what is called a negativity bias, which means we hear positive and negative, but we really latch on to the negative, and that can take years, decades for us to work past the negative. So here's one fascinating study to show that the negative bias actually exists. What if I gave you uh, $50 and then I took it away? What would you remember more, gaining the $50 or <laughs> losing the $50? That's funny. And, and the, the psychologist from Florida State University said people register when they hook them up to an MRI. It is losing the 50 that most registers uh, when they see brain waves. So we, we focus on what we lose. Mm -hmm. We focus on an insult rather than a compliment. Uh, people were shown images that would foster both negative, positive, and neutral uh, reactions from people. So uh, they registered that it was the negative images that really, really stayed with people. Oh. And so life and death is in the power of the tongue, but when uh, death is spoken, it takes a long time to counteract it. I see. So, Tim, if that's true, if we are hardwired for a negative bias, I guess my question is why? Why are we? I mean, what's happened to us evolutionary or creation-wise that dwells us towards negative instead of positive? Well, so it is, it is interesting, John, you mentioned the evolutionary aspect because that's what for sure these two studies would point to, that in early on with our ancestors, again, buying the theory of evolution, it was a pretty dangerous world. So you, you, you needed to have heightened uh, reaction to anything that was negative or threatening, and you needed to avoid it because it was literally life or death uh, circumstances. I, I think for us, in a fallen world, we're always, so from a biblical perspective, in a fallen world, we are, already have a deficit. Uh, we're made for perfect love, but we don't get it. We're made for divine affirmation, but that comes to us often in sketchy, different ways. And so we already have this 
God-shaped vacuum that Pascal would talk about. So I think when negative hits us, it just reinforces this um, deficit that we all walk around with. And even that deficit needs to be overcome with spiritual truth. But we get hit with the negativity all the time from work, um, from spiritual opposition, from the media and stuff like that. So again, I think we have this fallen nature that is prone to latching on to the negative rather than the positive. Our guest is Dr. Tim Muehlhoff, professor of communication at Biola University. Tim, if that is true, what you're saying, then it makes me afraid to talk because if if that if if a uh, if I would say something negatively that would impact someone that I'm close with and it would be that long lasting, I, I mean, all of a sudden I feel like we need to be way more careful of what we say. But wait, if if I, if I already know that, if I if we know that we are hardwired toward the negative, then that knowledge would free us to um, to, to to strive to be more positive in some way, right? Well, so I think you're both right. I, I think the book of Proverbs would give a strong nod to these two studies and say, yeah, you better believe your mouth is a loaded gun. So be very careful where you aim it. I mean, be very careful the words you choose. And the, the book of Proverbs is complete with a, a, a word spoken in the wrong way can break a person's bone, can crush a person's spirit. That's what the book of Proverbs says. And I think the psychologist is latching on to that. But remember, we balance scripture with scripture. So Paul says to the church at Ephesus, I want you to speak truth, but I want you to do it in love. So Kathy, I think it's with the attitude of, hey, I know what I'm going to say is hard right now. So I want to make sure that I'm softening it with also truth about you. Uh, the marriage isn't completely a wreck. You are not a worthless person. You're not a, um, a, an incompetent student. That, that's focusing on just weakness. I need to make sure that I also talk about the positives as I bring the negatives, which brings me to John Gottman, the top relational expert in the world, who says a healthy relationship is built on a five-to-one ratio. He studied over 5,000 couples to come up with this. So five positive interactions can counteract a negative interaction, which makes a lot of sense in what these psychologists are saying. So I say something to you negative. I better make sure I have some positives that I'm ready to share as well because that negative is going to stick, and it takes five positive interactions to balance out or even con- uh, contradict or uh, take away that negative comment. Wow. Okay, so that what, what about the responsibility, though? Uh, you know, I'll flip it around. I was saying, you know, it makes me afraid to, to, to talk. Um, what about me as the recipient? If I recognize that that's my tendency, and we already know, looking around at society, that we are predisposed to be offended about everything. Yeah. So are we making it worse for ourselves? I mean, do we as listeners and receivers need to say, okay, now wait a minute, I might be focusing on this and this might come at me hard, but I need to, you know, back up the bus a little bit and relax. Well, Kathy, that's a great point because, you know, we all know people who everything's negative. Everything I hear comes across as a negative. So now I'm in a, this great hole of like 20 negative comments and you're sitting there thinking, wait a minute, how did you take that as a negative? And that's on you that you took it as such a negative, right? It's okay to critique each other. That's what we do in academia, or that's what we do when we run a radio station together. We offer input, but you might be so wired for different reasons that even input is seen as a negative. And I think we, so I do think we need to have a bit of a thicker skin. 
But we also need to, I, I deal with abused women at domestic violence shelters. I'm teaching them verbal and physical self-defense. So for those women, they need to have those five ready to go. If they're being told that they're worthless, they're ugly, they're stupid, they need to have five positives about themselves ready to go to counteract each negative. So I would say we all need to own how we receive negative input, but sometimes that negative input what you guys led this segment with is just plain wrong, abusive, harsh. And so we need to understand that when we share truth with each other, let's have a big picture in mind that a person is never just one thing. So are there five positives I can refer to as I speak the one negative? I see. So then, Tim, it doesn't really matter. Is that what you're saying? Where the positive reinforcement comes from, whether it's outside, whether it's family or friends or ourselves, our own self-talk. Yeah, absolutely. And coming from a Christian perspective, we need to know what the scriptures say about Mm -hmm. us. We need to know that we are forgiven. We're not perfect. We make mistakes, but God's love does not fluctuate. When it comes to body image issues, I take my female students particularly to Psalm 139, where God has crafted their body as compared to an expert weaver making a basket. That's how God was involved in your body type. And I'm sorry if that body type doesn't fit this unreal thin, white European body type, but God created your body, and yeah, we all can get in shape, whatever, but he fundamentally made who you are, and you need to accept God's truth. So yeah, Kathy, I think our self-image needs to be based as well as, remember the, remember the compliments you get, right? As professors, we get, we get evaluated every semester, and there's always a student or two who says, oh, I hate Muehlhoff's classes. <laughs> He's so disorganized. I just, and it's like, okay, but hey, I, there's also a couple comments that were really, really positive in those evaluations. So let's be well-rounded and not just let one comment totally disrail us. Um, and it, but, but I'm not talking about verbal abuse. Verbal abuse is in a totally different mm-hmm. category where you're being called right. horrific names. That's a different category. I'm talking about the rank and file everyday life that we do with each other where there's the good and the bad. But let's, let's pay attention to what Proverbs and the psychologist is saying. The bad sticks with us. So when you're talking to a young child, when you're talking to a teenager, when you're talking to a woman about her body or sexuality – Let's be generous in what we say. We don't back away from the truth, but just know that hard thing you're about to say, it better come with some positives. From Biola University, Tim Uhlhoff's with us. His latest book is called Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. Tim, thanks an awful lot. I mean, that's an excellent perspective. It helped my day. Oh, great. And it's hard to do, but it's a good perspective. Arena. Don't miss Mercy Me. Word FM welcomes Mercy Me October 4th with special guest Crowder. Tickets on sale April 29th at 10 a.m. Visit the Arena Box Office at ppgpaintsarena.com or ticketmaster.com. Mercy Me with special guest Crowder on sale April 29th. Welcomed by Word FM. If you take a look around your hometown, you might notice that there seems to be a mattress store on every corner, each with a different sale every weekend. Where do you start? And how do you know if you're actually getting a good value? 
Here at the Original Mattress Factory, what you see is what you get. You'll find our hand-built, high-quality mattresses at the same great price every day. Stop by one of our local factories or stores to experience the Original Mattress Factory difference. Great beds, no bull. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the original mattress factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an original mattress factory store or visit us at originalmattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. This is Mike Howard at Word FM. It has always been a desire of mine to see us be involved with celebrating the National Day of Prayer. But to have combined this with a conference on prayer, now that's a dream come true. If you're like me and you struggle with prayer, this conference is for you. But if you are a prayer warrior, this conference will strengthen you as well. Will you take the time to join us and enhance your prayer life? We also have a limited number of scholarships available covering the registration costs for church groups of 5 to 10 members. The Pittsburgh Prayer Conference begins right after our free celebration of the National Day of Prayer, Thursday evening, May 2nd. We will enjoy times of singing, praying, and some of the best teaching from the pulpits of our Pittsburgh churches, like pastors John Guest and Bill Glaze, Urban Impact's Ed Glover, and the Brave Men's teacher, Pastor Jeff Stuyvesant. And Crown and Covenant Publication, our sponsor of the printed page, will provide our bookstore. See our whole lineup and register for the Pittsburgh Prayer Conference, May 2nd and 3rd. Find the details out at wordfm.com. Sponsored by Rock of Ages and Geneva College. Graduation Day is finally here. Celebrate their achievement and leave the catering to Bistro to Go in the Northside. From backyard family gatherings to glitzy affairs, their simply delicious creations are sure to impress. Fresh, unique, and artistically displayed. From crisp salads and fresh fruits to gorgeously grilled chicken or beef and delectable desserts. With vegan and gluten-free options. Reasonably priced, fully staffed, delivered, or ready to go. Celebrate success with Bistro to Go at bistroandcompany.com. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. That makes you feel good, doesn't it? I like that sound. There's nobody that sounds like it. No. That's Willie Nelson. Of course, you don't need any introduction to that. No, we don't. And we're playing his music because today's his birthday. Willie. Have any idea how old Willie is? <sighs> Boy, he's been around for a long time. Uh. He's one of those guys who, you know, might be 72, he might be 82. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to pick. Uh, I'm going to say Willie Nelson is, he's old. I'm going to say he's uh, 81. 86. 86? Willie is 86. 86. Whoa. Yep. Okay, Willie. Yeah. I mean, he's still around. I dig it. And not just Willie, he shares a birthday with someone that uh, the three of us love. Oh, who's that? Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> Play us something, Mike. Well, all of a sudden, it sounded like Willie. One of the changes made to the theater, bigger seats. Why? (laughs) A lot of people think we have a weight problem in this country. I don't agree with that. I don't believe we have a weight problem until we're all physically touching each other all the time. (laughs) When it is solid human flesh. From coast to coast. A jar of olives just... 
Someone's got to lose some weight. I can't move. Of course, that's Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, I know how old Jerry is. He's 65 yes. today. Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorites. I love him. I love him so Comedians much. in Cars Getting Coffee. Is, is, I think, probably my favorite thing I've ever watched on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Look, as far as like emotional health, I believe Jerry Seinfeld is one of the most emotionally healthy people. I mean, now look, he does get final editing rights on that show, but... Just as a regular guy, Listen, he invites all these comedians on the show. They're slightly nuts, as you would imagine and comedians he are. Is a sage. He is a sage. Just rolls along, not a worry in the world. Of course, he's made his bajillion dollars. Oh my gosh! And if you've never seen it, you owe it to yourself to watch comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah, Give and the chance. reruns of Seinfeld. I mean, my kid's watching it from season one. He's like, like some grand discovery. Oh, this is so funny. Of course, it is. WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peterson, Washington. Federal authorities in California have arrested a man whom they allege was actively planning bomb attacks in Southern California. In custody is Mark Stephen Domingo, arrested for planning numerous bomb attacks in the greater Los Angeles area, specifically to attack a so-called white nationalist rally Sunday in Long Beach, an event that never took place. Authorities cite evidence from their investigation that the former U.S. infantryman who served in Afghanistan had planned to attack, in his words to an FBI informant, Jews, churches, and police officers throughout the L.A. area. He was arrested Friday. He was claiming to try to avenge the New Zealand mosque attacks. George Bonzani reporting. The woman who was shot and killed at a synagogue in Poway, California, was laid to rest today. Three others were wounded in that attack. On Wall Street, the Dow by 11 points. The Nasdaq rose 16. The S&P advanced 3. This is SRN News. It's where the Sahara meets the Nile and the Mediterranean Sea. Only here exist the perfect conditions for growing the finest cotton in the world. I'm John Hall. Nowhere else can you find cotton so luxuriously soft and light, yet super strong and able to hold deep, vibrant colors, wash after wash. It's this very cotton Mike Lindell has used to create my pillows, Giza Dreams bed sheets. Try them once, and you'll never want to sleep on anything else again. And right now, get a special 30% off my pillow dream sheets with free shipping. Use promo code WORD when you call 800-391-0954 or place your order at MyPillow.com. 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com and be sure to use promo code WORD for 30% off plus free shipping. Sweet dreams from MyPillow. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, Download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen, even offline or in airplane mode, with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's OnePlace. 
Now, on a brand new night, it's Word FM Skate Night at Neville Rollerdrome. The first Wednesday of the month, join Kenny Woods and a live Word FM audience and skate to your favorite CCM hits with prizes and giveaways 6.30 to 9 p.m. You could win a free skate night for your family or youth group. Admission $7. Skate rental just three more. Pastors and youth pastors skate free. Word FM Skate Night at Neville Rollerdrome continues Wednesday, May 1st. Groups over 30 must register in advance. Email info at skatenrd.com. Do you dream of owning your own home? Dollar Bank's free Mortgages for Mothers workshop can show you how to break the rent cycle. You'll learn the right way to home ownership with a plan to strengthen your savings and create less debt. You can even get help with restoring bad credit. Join Lynn Hayes Freeland and Dollar Bank at the free Mortgages for Mothers Home Buying Workshop, Saturday, May 11th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Child care will be available. To register, visit mortgagesformothers.com today. Dollar Bank, equal housing lender. I wore many masks to conceal the insecurities and fear in my life. Join Terry Hanna for Christians with Secret Addictions. I was a total hypocrite. It's only by uncovering the hidden parts of our souls that we'll be able to change the outer person if you've eaten the forbidden fruit of addiction if you feel like a hypocrite if you feel dirty inside why don't you come out of hiding today christians with secret addictions sunday night at 6 45 on word A couple of showers and a thunderstorm crossing the region this evening, then a leftover shower later tonight, low 57. Tomorrow and tomorrow night, variably cloudy with a shower or thunderstorm on one or two occasions. High tomorrow, 66. Low tomorrow night, around 60. Much warmer on Wednesday with clouds, breaks of sun, and a shower or thunderstorm, the high 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Jack Hubbard. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Welcome for the Monday edition. Hope you had a, an enjoyable, restful, somehow engaging weekend. And we come to Monday recognizing there's a ton of news out there. Holy Always smokes. a lot of conversation. Uh, the uh, Democratic hopeful Joe Biden in Lawrenceville, even as we speak. How's that work? I wonder. Mm, I don't know. I wonder what kind of paraphernalia he arrives with. <laughs> That's, yeah, paraphernalia. The accoutrements. Exactly. It's the first word that came to the my head. The former vice president mm-hmm. uh, rolling into town. Apparently he is embracing uh, President Obama, right? Saying, hey, this, we built this together. Yeah, but here's the problem. Hmm. President Obama has not yet embraced him. Right. President I'm Obama sure has wants... not endorsed him for president. Right. There's been uh, no commentary from a former president yet. And, uh, you know, Biden says, oh, well, you know, I'm sure it'll be coming. I don't know about I that. I don't know about that either. Politics, strange bedfellows, yeah. are they not? We'll yeah. wait to see. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of politics, John, uh, the New York Times, the international edition, uh, ran a political cartoon. That's not an unusual thing. I think what is unusual is what was in the political cartoon. Right. So... Um, the international edition. Now, the, it wasn't the international edition. It wasn't the New York Times. What was it called? For years, I mean, I remember traveling overseas and reading, you know, international paper. And the New York Times took it over. I forget what it was called. And I apologize for that. But it's very thin. Maybe like, you know, 
12 to 15 pages. Right. And it's, you know, uh, for an expat living somewhere in England or France, you get yourself a little slice. I'm surprised, actually, it's still in print. So the uh, the cartoon showed uh, President uh, Trump wearing a yarmulke and a pair of sunglasses as though he was a blind man, apparently. Mm-hmm. And there's Benjamin Netanyahu, who is the president of Israel, as a dog. And the president has the Benjamin Netanyahu on a leash as though he's the Benjamin Netanyahu is guiding President Trump. And the dog is wearing a Star of David around his neck. Right. Now, apparently the New York Times, uh, they made, made an initial cursory non-apology. Then they were heavily criticized for the cartoon initially and then the non-apology. So then they came back and redoubled itself. It's stupid. Yeah. So the idea of the of the cartoon is that the U.S. is just going to follow where, wherever Israel wants right. to go. Wherever they go, the United States and, of course, President Trump is on board. Right. I don't think that's necessarily true, but certainly the president is a huge supporter, well-documented mm-hmm. of Israel, right. and I support that. And he also has a daughter who's an Orthodox Jew, and he has a son-in-law who's also an Orthodox Jew and his grandchildren. Yes. Um, some of his grandchildren also raised in that faith. Um, is It was in, an incredibly poor taste. Holy smokes. Now, to, now, the time said that a lone editor made the decision to run the cartoon without any oversight. Right. Well, I'm curious – who was the cartoonist? And was he employed by the New York Times, by the international edition? And was it just one guy who decided to run this? How can You're that like, be? How can that be? In the New York Times, one guy? The international edition. Oh, this is essentially the paper of record. People say, oh, the New York Times, you know, as it's the gold standard of journalism. That may have been the case 20 plus years ago. It's run far, far afield of that. Now, believe me, it's shaky as all get out. The New York Times edition today, there's an opinion column written by Brett Stevens, and i got to give it to him. Um, yeah, he did. He he's, hard on, he's hard on his employer, but, but he says this. Um, for sometimes readers, or as often former readers, the answer is clear. And the question he's asking is, what is a cartoon like that doing in the New York Times? He says this. The Times has a longstanding Jewish problem, dating back to World War II when it mostly buried news about the Holocaust and continuing into the present day in the form of intensely adversarial coverage of Israel. The criticism goes double when it comes to the editorial pages, whose overall approach toward the Jewish state tends to range, with some notable exceptions, from tut-tutting disappointment to thunderous condemnation. For these readers, the cartoon would have come like the slip of a tongue that reveals the deeper institutional prejudice. What was long suspected is at last revealed. I mean, if that's the case. That's pretty much cut and dry. That's, if that's the case, then some serious soul searching needs to be done by The New York Times. Well, it's shocking because The Times has been owned by the same family for generations. They are living and operating exclusively from New York City, which is a heavily Jewish population, you would think that you would play to your home base. I don't get it. Now, the fact that this was run after the latest synagogue shooting is also unthinkable. Right. So the synagogue shooting took place on Saturday. They ran the cartoon on Saturday. I mean, is that just was, – was did they choose to run the cartoon before news came about imagine. the shooting? I would imagine. I mean, well, that's just horrendous timing. Yeah. That's just absolutely terrible But timing. even still, that's the opinion okay, you now, have? But, okay, now here's the thing. Again, so looking back – and this is this – is, I don't want to equate these two, but uh, 
But I want to say that I feel like the Times has a history of not just coming out and saying what was what. So 2016 election, the New York Times famously said, what were the chances of Trump winning? One percent. <laughs> Literally. They would every day they would. Cal- I don't know how they calculated these odds, but every day they would put new odds on the front page at the top of the masthead every day. And at the lowest point, it was a one percent chance of victory. Now, of course, they never addressed that. Never. As though it never even happened. But there was all the news that's fit to print, so says the Times, in black and white, so says the Times, at the top of your masthead. One percent. How badly can you blow things? And then, once you have blown it, how badly can you handle the going back and actually doing an accounting of what happened? There was none. No. There was none. There was, there was some. There was a cursory right. apology. Yes, there was some. You're right. But it was cursory. So it was not vacant, but it was cursory. But Okay, so the, the cursory, I don't want to say apology, but it was kind of, it was a cursory acknowledgement that they were wrong yes. after the election results came in. Doesn't that remind you of what, I, what we see today? And I'm back to the Brett Stevens article in today's Times. The initial editor's note acknowledged that the cartoon quote, are you ready? Included anti-Semitic tropes ropes was offensive and that it quote was an error of judgment to publish it hmm. okay that is a non sorry apology she to was. me yeah, that is yeah. a non sorry apology that's like saying well i'm sorry if you were offended okay then because people were so dissatisfied with that as a statement from the new york times they had uh, issued an additional statement saying they were quote now deeply sorry. So they had become deeply sorry. At first, they just said, that oh, was offensive. And there were some anti-Semitic tropes. What? You mean like, you mean like the, the Jewish man being a dog? Like what kind of anti-Semitic tropes are we talking about? The whole thing was a complete embarrassment. Sure is. They said that, quote, significant changes would be made in terms of internal processing and training. In other words, the paper's position, according to Brett Stevens, is that it is guilty of a serious screw up but not a cardinal sin. Come on. It played in many ways to Nazi propaganda. Yes. That's what it looks like, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. rabid anti-Semitism is on the rise around the world. There's no doubt about that. I mean, holy smokes. How many Jews or people of faith are going to be murdered in the synagogues, in their churches on Saturday or Sunday? Right. Well, people say, enough, stop. Right. And can you imagine if situations were reversed, if it was, if, if someone from a different nationality was the dog in the cartoon? If what that if was it a was Muslim? A, what if it was a Muslim woman? Oh my it was gosh. a dog. Can you imagine that? No, huge outcry. What if it was a, a, an American black man? Right. I mean, that, that is appalling. What I'm saying is any of those three instances, it's an appalling cartoon. It surely is. Here's a, that weird thing about the shooting on Saturday in, in San Diego. When you look at that, you think, how can a kid... and that, 19 years old. He was 19, still living with his parents in San Diego... How deeply radicalized do you have to be that you're living in the comfort of San Diego, California, right. with your parents who look like they, they were wealthy, right? All those things play into your worldview that you would go into a synagogue and murder someone or try to murder multiples. I just don't get it. It's so ugly. It's so mean. It really is. So dangerous. It really is. 
So anyway, I hope the New York Times does some serious soul searching and comes up and says, wait a minute, what is it about the internal culture that we have created that allowed something like this to be published? I don't know. I have low expectations considering what we've gone through these last several years and how they've made President Trump their singular target day in and day out. I don't know if they have the ability to make an adjustment anymore. I really don't. We'll take a break. Come back. We've got lots more ahead. Uh, Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. Are you getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice bump in your portfolio? Now, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure you have a retirement that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle them too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. So call today for a no obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Give them a call 724-884-1496 today. That's 724-884-1496. Or find them online, MarleyFG.com. Five years ago, a National Barna Omni poll discovered that 77% of evangelicals believe we're now living in the end times as described by the Bible. But how can we really know? Don't miss the most comprehensive, in-depth, prophetic end-time seminar anywhere. You'll be amazed at how much information God's Word provides. This informative end-time seminar begins Saturday, May 11th in the morning at Christ Church at Grove Farm. To learn more, go to endtimeseminar.com. That's endtimeseminar.com. Hey, this week, TBN, the largest Christian television network in the world, launches its first daily TV show made particularly for women. Better Together is what it's called, and it features different faces and different voices each day. You'll see Christine Kane, Laurie Crouch, Victoria Osteen, Carrie Job, Lisa Harper, and others, all in conversation about things that matter to women. I'm not talking makeup tutorials or room renos. You're going to see and hear women talking about heart issues, friendship, identity, social media, intimacy with God, kids, family, how to hear God's voice. It'll be women talking together about the things you want to talk about, too. So don't miss it. TBN's Better Together coming up April 22nd. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Having a place to go after school will make you a better student. Having an outlet to express yourself will make you a better artist. Having something to do together will make you a better family. At the Y, we're helping build better friends, listeners, writers, swimmers, scientists, and musicians one chance at a time. Get the gift of opportunity. Support the Y at ymca.net. The Y for a better us. J. 
Jason Sharon is with us. Jason's a regular guest on our show. He is the pastor at Holy Trinity Ukraine Catholic Church in Carnegie, PA. Jason, always a pleasure. Christ is risen. He is risen Christ indeed. is risen indeed. Good to see you. Jason, it was interesting. You, you said on their way in today that um, last Sunday you celebrated Doubting Thomas. Yeah. Now, so, tell us about that. So, well, we have uh, um, Eastern Catholics and Orthodox, so we have obviously Easter Sunday, and then the Sunday following that is called Thomas Sunday, in which we read John chapter 20, where Christ appears to the uh, disciples in the upper room, you know, cowering behind the locked door, yeah. and then, uh, you know, Thomas isn't there. And uh, Thomas comes back from his trip to Walmart, and uh, you know they say, "Hey, by the way, we just saw the Lord." And he's like, "Unless I put my finger, you know, you know, yeah, the story. I'm not going to believe it." And uh, then he, uh, you know, it, a week later, you know, uh, uh, he, he appears to them, and this time Thomas is there. And, you know, you can see Thomas almost like shivering in the corner. Oh, don't like like, like the kid in grade two, teacher, don't pick me, don't pick me. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, "You come here." Put your finger in my hands and yes. put in the holes in my hands and put your hand in my side. No longer be unbelieving, but believing. And, you know, Thomas then, he all of a sudden, he becomes, you know, man of faith. and My Lord oh, my and my Lord God. My Lord and my God. It's fabulous. Know? And uh, so that's that's our, our uh, and Jesus says to him, you know, blessed are you because you have believed. Or, you know, you have, you have seen and you believe, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And so that's our Sunday reading uh, every year, the Sunday after mm. uh, after Easter. Nice. I mean, I, I love it, and I think it resonates with a lot of believers because at any time in your life, some of us, many of us, have doubted. Oh, yeah. And it's not unique, you know, because you, you look at—actually, the reading we have for the epistle reading is from the Acts of the Apostles, where the Sadducees are kind of, you know, they're—, they're, they're uh, Trying to get rid of uh, Peter and John for for pre- for preaching the good news about the, the resurrection of Christ, and that's put there deliberately because you know even at the time of Christ, you know the religious leaders at the time of Christ, the Sadducees, you had the you know the one sect, the Pharisees, and the other sect, the Sadducees. The Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection, you know, mm-hmm. and so ought we to be surprised if we have religious leaders today who don't believe in the resurrection? Mm. I'm so, I, I think there are one or two of them. Oh, sure. And uh, uh, they don't call themselves Sadducees. They have other you know, big positions and uh, names for themselves. But um, uh, that's put there for, by the church to remind us that just because you have a big position doesn't mean that you're uh, immune to, uh, uh, to, to doubting. Uh, the Word of God. And that's why another reason why you love Thomas and the apostles, because, look, they're just regular guys. Mm. Right? They were called into something that was supernatural, the change, of course, the course of the universe. But to look at Thomas, I go, yeah, it's just a regular guy. That's just like me in my foibles and my silliness. Uh, I'm going to sh- I'm going to shudder. I'm going to stay away from Christ because it, it, it's too much to bear. Yeah, yeah. And you said a really interesting turn of phrase there to change the universe because there's an interesting passage. I think it's verse 22 in in uh, John 20, you know, this passage of Thomas Sunday where the Christ alludes to changing the universe. Uh, because the beginning of, of the Bible, you know, in Genesis chapter 1, there's the breath of God over the deep, and it it renew, it, it, it creates uh, uh, everything that we have. But then also, you know, in, in uh, Genesis chapter 2, uh, verse 7, where, you know, God gets, gets man and puts his lips around his nose, nostrils, and breathes into him, the Ruach, the breath of God, and man is made new. 
And that's what, what does Christ do when he gets into that upper room is that he breathes on them. Mm. I mean, the same word, you know, ruach. Well, it's, it's, they use the Greek, but the, in the Hebrew it's ruach. And he breathes on them and he's renewing the face of the earth, uh, not through the 12 tribes of Israel anymore, but through these 12 fishermen, you know. And he's giving them a new life, not according to the flesh, but a new life in the spirit through faith. Mm. And uh, that's why Thomas is put there because he's being renewed He's he, we're, we're like Thomas, you know. We are being renewed by the breath of Christ, and we are becoming alive by faith. Mm. I love the idea of renewal, um, and I don't mean I don't mean that in a, in a theoretical way. I mean the idea of of the breath of God changing changing reality. Mm. You know, a, a absolutely observable change. I think back to the Narnia books. Yes, I think that is the most beautiful example um, in a fantastical way of the change. You know, when Aslan is walking through Narnia, it's changing around him at the end. I mean, he just his steps are changing the physical nature of what's around him. And isn't that in Lord of the Rings as well? I think in the third in the third book, if I'm not mi- mixing it up, uh, where um, um, who's the wizard? G- uh, Gandalf. Gandalf. Uh, gets his breath and he breathes out and uh, it changes the course of a battle. Maybe I'm I'm uh, no, misremembering. I, I haven't read Lord of the Rings in a long time. Okay, I think I think there's something there to be said about breath. As yeah, well. so it mm. isn't so. There's something so personal about it, right? Mm. So it's it's um, it's not like I'm you know it's not like the touch of a finger, right? Right. It's like it's something regenerative. Yes. And and that's why the early church fathers, they always spoke of, you know, we use the language now of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because that's what God is. But they also spoke of God as, you know, God, the, the you know, the mind, mm. and then the Word. But the Word is communicated to us on his own breath, mm. and the breath is the Spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you have that breath of God, then you have life and rejuvenation. Right, and isn't that another uh, reassurance of the importance of the physical body? Mm. Well, just like in Kings, you know, First Kings chapter seventeen with with uh, with Elijah, and he comes upon that widow, and you know, he's kind of like uh, um, uh, Typhoid Mary. Wherever he goes, people there's you know, <laughs> Typhoid <laughs> right. Mary before there's Typhoid Mary is Elijah of God, you know, and calamity comes, and and Elijah takes the, the dead boy and starts crying to God. You know, why is it that wherever I go, these bad things happen? And but then he in the Greek. Uh, version of of uh, uh, the Old Testament, the Septuagint. It's his breath, you know. Is that right? Yeah, it, he doesn't lay his cloak on or anything like that. It's his, it's his breath. breath, and Elijah breathes on him, and the boy is enlivened again. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Okay, so you wonder about Thomas, right? So for a lot of us to think about Jesus on the cross, um, dying on the cross. And then Jesus is gone. And you can imagine the heartbreak of all the apostles, Mary, the mother of Mary Magdalene as well. I mean, everybody around Jesus to be broken. And then Jesus appears mysteriously. Some people don't recognize him. Is that the gardener? Uh, Who is that Mm -hmm. person? So you cannot fault Thomas. It's as though in some ways he had to be broken again and brought into new belief again, right? That there was a, a seismic shift in something that happened. So to fault Thomas, I don't believe that, you know, I remember reading years ago about the heartbreak of Thomas and including us in that, that we are broken by this, but at the same time wanting to believe, although that huge gulf, that physical gulf between D- Jesus, broken, bloodied, I mean, just a horror. Mm. And then 
all of a sudden he comes mm-hmm. back alive. Right. Uh, yeah. Help me in my unbelief. You, this is the one thing that, that God requires of us. Everything in this life is a stage, and that stage is set, and there are some trap doors in there, there are some curtains, there are some you know, uh, stage lights and bad actors and good actors, a good script and all this stuff, but all of that is a precondition for what? That we have faith in him. Whenever mm-hmm. Christ heals someone, you know, he asks them, do you believe in the Son of God? And even the one time when he didn't ask about someone was was that man who was lowered down by his four mm. friends. But he heals the poor guy on account of the of faith his, of his friends. Of his friends, yeah. And and so uh, mm. uh, this is this is why all of this stuff is, is is happening in our world right now. We're living in 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 these I believe these these critical times before the second coming. And it's like the Lord is allowing all these things that we depend upon, you know, in society, you know, uh, good schools, uh, uh, morally upright civic leaders, uh, you know, a church that's confident in in proclaiming the gospel. And like all these things are piecemeal being taken away from us, you know, and madmen with guns blowing up, uh, you know, churches, synagogues, the mosques as well. And um, but especially the attack on the Christians in the Middle East, all of these things are happening. All these institutions that we could rely on are being taken away from us. Why? Why? So that we can have that radical faith and say, my Lord and my God, I trust you and you alone. Although everyone deny you, although everything be taken away from me, mm. I put my complete trust in the power of your cross and your resurrection. Amen to that. Jason, talk to us uh, about what's happening at your church. Growing. I've, uh, um, we're we're going to have a, a full-time uh, lay missionary uh, convert in the neighborhood. Mm. And uh, he's uh, a very— In Carnegie. Yeah. Walking the streets. Uh, with me, yeah. I love this. Yeah. No, we met for will you, lunch. No, wait. Will you be eating pierogies while you're walking the street? The correct answer is <laughs> you're, yes. You're thinking according to the flesh. Yes. I'm thinking according to the spirit. Yeah. You know, give them yeah. the word of God. Okay. They can devour the word of God, right? <laughs> it helps with the pierogi. I, mean, I love you, Jace, because you know there you are in Carnegie. We met for lunch at uh, at Bacon in Carnegie. Yeah, you you walk which is in, a fabulous place. Oh my gosh, it sure was. Uh, you were rightly so. You had the bacon cheeseburger. I followed along with that. I this mean, was you know, before Lent, people. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> but you know you walk the streets of Carnegie. And that's your neighborhood. People know you. It's my hood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's power in that, to be seen wearing that collar proclaiming Christ. You know, when I was uh, 15 or 16, I, didn't, I wasn't a churchgoer, but I, something in me woke up, you know, and I wanted to, to know God. And I remember walking over around the, the local uh, church just hoping that, you know, a, a priest would come out and that I could, you know, pepper him with questions and all these things about God and heaven and hell and meaning and all this. I never saw him. And uh, he's probably busy visiting the sick and things like that. But uh, so I try to, whenever I'm out in public, to wear a collar because, uh, you know, sometimes it, it, it often it, it makes a big difference to people. Yeah, it sure does. I mean, I remember in high school, our uh, high school was right across the street from a Protestant church. Now, I, I was not of the Protestant faith. I was a Catholic schoolboy. But every lunch hour, the Protestant pastor would walk across the street and he'd hang out. Cool. I mean, yeah. that was a rough crew. But uh, Pastor Harper, he was a great guy, and he he brought it and had relationships over the years with any number of people that never really would go inside a church. So mm-hmm. that's powerful, you walking around the streets like that. Well, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always good to have you with us, Jason. Good to be here. We'll meet you at Bacon another time. <laughs> Come 
Opening this October to PPG Paints Arena. Don't miss Mercy Me. Word FM welcomes Mercy Me October 4th with special guest Crowder. Tickets on sale April 29th at 10 a.m. Visit the arena box office at ppgpaintsarena.com or ticketmaster.com. Mercy Me with special guest Crowder on sale April 29th. Welcomed by Word FM. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. Today, you have more choices than ever when it comes to where you purchase products. But you also have an opportunity to support companies that align with your values. The Original Mattress Factory hand-builds high-quality mattresses right here in your hometown. We believe in doing right by our customers by offering the best mattresses at factory-direct prices every day. So when you shop for a mattress, we hope you'll make the choice to buy with your values. Visit the Original Mattress Factory to see the OMF difference for yourself. I am Welby Torres, owner and lead tech at AirTech Automotive. When a job well done is out of here and you see this customer's face lit up, you can't, you can't fake that. And that's satisfaction to me. What am I working for? To treat every car like I treat mine. At ADP, we're designing a better way to work so you can achieve what you're working for. HR, talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Learn more at design.adp.com. It's the truth that Grove City College is known for its rigorous academics. However, my wife and I drove up to Grove City on Saturday night, and we were thrilled. We went to see my uh, son's men's glee club uh, presentation, uh, concert. It was a lot of fun. Mm. I mean, these are just students who love to sing, a bunch of guys, a bunch of geeky guys. I'll paraphrase that. I'll make sure I know that. Uh, and, and they were wonderful. It was this a cappella sound. Student-led. Yeah. Maybe 100 people watching. It started at 6.30, ended around 8. And as soon as that performance was over, the room was, okay, come on. There's a string quartet right behind you. Went out in the hall for a brief um, sort of a soiree. The place is just swimming with music, sound. I love Grove City College. You think it's one thing, but it's lots of mosaics of other things. Yeah, because we've talked how many times about what the academics are like, the fact that students are called by vocation to be students for that four-year period, and that the faculty and administration are committed to helping them learn as much as possible. But it's not like it's all work. I mean, there are fun and games. You can look at athletics. You can look at their wonderful theater productions, the music that you saw. It's really good. Grove City College, if you're thinking about your kid and a quality education, you owe it to yourself and the nature of what lies ahead for the future to look at Grove City. Grove City Online, gcc.edu. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm crossing the region this evening, then a leftover shower later tonight, low 57. Tomorrow and tomorrow night, variably cloudy with a shower or thunderstorm on one or two occasions. High tomorrow, 66. Low tomorrow night, around 60. Much warmer on Wednesday with clouds, breaks of sun, and a shower or thunderstorm, the high 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Jack Hubbard.
Ralph Cruz back with us. Ralph's a regular on our show. Ralph is the uh, development coordinator at the Carnegie Science Center. When he comes in, he always tells us amazing stories. And uh, today, uh, considering the subject matter, uh, Ralph, no different. There's a lot going on. There is a whole lot going on. It's pretty excited, uh, exciting time to be in the science communication world when you have things like black holes and the no expanding kidding. universe. Right. So the last time we talked to you, um, I had never seen a black hole. Yeah, well, that's true <laughs> no for had, right? everybody. Yeah, so this that's is a, a very huge development. Development, yeah. So um, for those who haven't heard, uh, an enormous network of radio telescopes. It's actually uh, a network of telescopes from all over the world, including even as far as Antarctica, uh, took a picture, hmm. basically using the entire Earth as a telescope, to take a picture of a black hole that was over 53 million light years away. Wow. Yeah, this is. A, I can't even obviously. It goes without saying. Get my head around that. No, it's such an. It, it's well, it's an astronomical distance. It's a really, really long way. I mean, it's so so far away that it takes light fifty three million years at the speed of light. You know, to get here. That's that's one light year. By the way, is so long. It's over six trillion miles. Holy smokes! So that's one light year, and then try that fifty three billion times or million times sorry i mean a billion is still big but, <laughs> it's a lot yeah it's a long way um it's hard and, to, to even make sense of it and it's it's also because it's so far away even though this is an object that has six and a half uh, billion times the mass of the sun this is an extraordinarily large object because it's so far away it takes a tiny tiny patch of sky if you um it's really kind of hard to describe, but if, if you hold out your thumb at arm's length, that is about one degree of angular size. Okay. Right? We use angular size mm -hmm. to measure uh, astronomical objects. Well, this object is at about 50 uh, micro arc seconds, which is um, just – so if you take your thumb, you divide it by 60, you've got an arc minute. If okay. you divide that by a further 60, you have an arc second. Now take that and divide it a million times, and now we're on the order of micro arc seconds, and that's the <laughs> angular size. And we were able to still get a high enough resolution photo to see the black hole. Right. Okay. So for people who are uninformed, it looks like the photo, or what, what would you call it a photograph? Yeah, I would call it a photograph. Okay. I mean, it's not a photograph of visible light, but all telescopes um, are going to be taking various wavelengths of light, and because it's radio light, um, doesn't mean it's still not light. Right. Mm -hmm. It's still the same kinds of particles it's just their wavelength is a little longer than what our eyeballs detect but it's still a photograph it's still taking a picture of photons it looks like a fuzzy donut it does but this is the kind of fuzzy donut that would swallow the earth hole and not even burp right <laughs> right so that doesn't seem like a donut no no so and i'm glad it's no. so far away it is uh it's a good thing that it's really far away although there is a black hole somewhat similar uh, although a little smaller much closer to home the center of every galaxy has a supermassive black hole. Okay, now let's back up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Black hole. Yes. What is it? Well, this is this is a question that we get a lot at the Science Center. It can be a little tricky because it's hard to wrap your head around it, uh, but it's a point of such intense density um, that gravity is so strong that nothing, not even light, can escape it. Hmm. So it's, some, it's a place where the density is so great that it essentially tears a hole in space and time. Uh, which is, it's really hard That's to get wild. your head around it. Um, and, and, how are they, and how are they discovered? Well, so until now, until we were taking pictures of it, we look for signs of the black hole. Like um, like the one that is in this galaxy, M87, which isn't the most exciting name in the world, but that's it the one we better, have a picture of. It needs of. better marketing. Um, <laughs> well, it's working on it. It's getting there. We've all heard of it now. Yeah, um, think about M88. Uh, but the... Uh, 
the the galaxy that contains this has a jet in it that we can see. So we can actually see a jet of material over 5,000 light years long being emitted from the black hole. In what do this you mean case. a jet? So it's a huge stream well, it's streaming. It's several thousand light years long. Um, just um, an, uh, an enormous mass of high energy uh, material. Things that things it, falling into it. Essentially. Some of the stuff that falls into the black hole gets whipped up to such a high energy and then gets sort of twisted around by the very complex and strong magnetic fields there that it get, gets kicked out of the uh, poles of the black hole, forming these jets. I see. And mm. uh, these, are, these are extraordinarily energetic things. And we can see that. So um, that's one of the ways we can detect a black hole. Okay. But at the center of our own galaxy, we have a black hole that we actually detect um, sort of indirectly by seeing its gravitational influence on stars around it, we can see stars orbiting a point where there must be an enormous amount of mass that's curving the motion of these stars over just a short period of just a few years. Mm. Um, and, and so we know, we can tell not only that something's there, but we can tell how big that something must be. I see. And only a black hole could, could do that. Ralph Cruz with us from the Carnegie Science Center. So, Ralph, you said something about it's so big, the black holes, that they absorb time? They alter time? Well, it's... They, it's really tough. <laughs> so the, um, Einstein, you may have heard of this. Yeah, I've right? heard of yeah. The, he, he came up with this idea of space-time as sort of like the fabric of the universe. Mm-hmm. And the black hole is so intense that it sort of pokes a hole in that. Um, and it makes time do weird stuff. If you were to fall into a black hole, it will, don't try it. But if you could do it without being just, you know. Um, Crushed. Having a health problem or two. <laughs> you would see time, uh, your perception of time would change. You would see the outside universe sort of speed up. Uh, you would have what's called relativistic time dilation caused by the gravity of the black hole. And you would see the universe sort of speed up. And you'd actually see billions of years pass um, very quickly. Uh, but from from your from our perspective, watching someone else fall in the black hole, they would seem to almost freeze and then fade away. Really? But of course... Uh, it would also be a very uh, dangerous place to be. Before you get anywhere near the black hole, there's a disk of material that's many times hotter than the center of the sun. So when I think of a black hole, you know, cinematically, mm-hmm. I think of the end of the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Right, whenever the astronaut changes and that light goes, zhoo, 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 yeah. and there's a, have you seen that? No, I know. And then all of a sudden he becomes like an old man sitting in like this French Baroque bedroom. Right. <laughs> that's basically it. That well, I mean, I can't tell you that's not what happens when you go in a black <laughs> hole because uh, who knows? No, no one's done it. Um, but it is thought, though, uh, if you get close to it, there's actually one of my favorite science terms. If you fall in a black hole, the gravity it will be stronger at your feet than it is at your head to such an extent the tidal force will pull you into. They call it spaghettification. <laughs> They'll pull, it'll that pull you is into an essentially. Word. It is a real word. You I can love look it that up. word. And uh, and you'll become like an, a one atom thick noodle. So don't, so don't do that. Though. Yeah. It's, it's what about bad. the French? What about the French broke implications? Is there anything I don't there? Know. Just, no, je ne sais pas. Yeah, no, I don't know. Some bad sixties furniture. I think is what. It was. All right. So are you saying? And I know we have to take a break. Is there a black hole in every galaxy? Yes, uh, and and not just any kind of black hole. A supermassive black hole. So a very very large one. Our galaxy has one that's about four million times the mass of the sun. And you can actually see it if you just look in the southern part of the sky. It's in Sagittarius. Although you you'd need an Earth sized radio telescope to actually see the black hole. But you can see where it's at it's just uh yeah it's just over there which 
Okay. The mysteries wow. of creation. Yeah. Ralph Cruz with us from the Carnegie Science Center. We'll take a break. Come back. Listen, here's another reason for concern, because apparently as the universe is expanding, it's doing so at 9% quicker than normally thought. Yeah. It's, How it's does a that big even surprise. Work? Yeah. Stick around for that. 1.5 WORD with more fun for your family. Always fun. It's Word FM Family Skate Night at Neville Roller Drone. It's really fun. We're taking over the roller rink and bringing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music along for you to skate to. My whole family loves it. My kids love it. Isn't it great? We'll have great prize giveaways too. Bring your roller skates if you've got them or rent a pair there. It's fun for your church group, youth organization, or your whole family. Spending time with family. That's my favorite thing to do. Word FM Skate Night at Neville Roller Drone. Neville Island this Wednesday from 6.30 till 9. Let's go have fun. Get details and directions at wordfm.com slash skate. Does Christian education mean less opportunity for your child in areas like the arts? At Trinity Christian School, it actually means more. With two theatrical productions each year and a musical every other year, plus choir and band starting in fourth and fifth grade, led by accomplished teachers like David Minifield of Saltworks Theater and band director Joe Petron of the McKeesport Symphony and Duquesne University. Opportunity awaits at Trinity Christian School, ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School at trinitychristian.net. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare, and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program. It's been around for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $2 billion of each other's medical bills, so they could help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is around 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. There's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. It's Better Together, the exciting daily half-hour talk show by women and for women. It's good friends like Lori Crouch, Christine Kane, Carrie Job, Victoria Osteen, Lisa Harper, and many more. It's more than just a TV show. It's your daily destination for love, friendship, encouragement, and community. It's Better Together, 130 Eastern, 1030 Pacific, only on TBN. Text TOGETHER to 316-316 to join in. That's TOGETHER to 316-316. We'll see you real soon. Want to build a meaningful career by guiding Christians to be wise with money, live generously, and change lives? As a thriving financial representative, you can blend your values with your entrepreneurial spirit in a rewarding sales career. You'll get ongoing training and coaching and a benefits package that shows Thriven is committed to your success. Financial representative positions are available in the Pittsburgh area. For information, contact Todd Beasley at 717-813-7184. Hey, welcome back. Ralph Cruz with us from the Carnegie Science Center. We're talking black holes and the expansion of the universe. Absolutely terrific. Um, So uh, 
We had a wonderfully lively conversation while you all were hearing uh, advertisements and our, our uh, wonderful sponsors who care for us on the programs. But I have I need to just highlight a couple things, Ralph. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that the photograph that we saw within the last three and a half weeks or so of, yes. of, of a black hole was actually a photograph that was taken two years ago. That's correct. Yeah. So the, the photo was taken two years ago, and then it took two years to develop essentially, although develop is really underplaying the amount of work it took to build this photo from the data that was collected. I see. Um, so basically, there are many radio telescopes, which look like essentially look like big satellite dishes or an array of many of these satellite dishes in a field. Uh, and there are different sites around the world from nearby in, in Green Bank, West Virginia, which uh, people I recommend you can go visit. You can drive by it. It's the largest movable radio dish in the United States. You just drive by it. You can drive. Well, you can act. I think can you go visit. Do, they do do public tours from what I'm, uh, from what I know. Mm. Um, although you'd want to double check on sure, that sure, sure. before you drive show down. Up. No, and there's no cell service down there because it's radio silence. Oh right, because which is why it's because, there. Yeah, which is, so no GPS. A lot no, of guys get lost. Well, the GPS works, but your phone's data oh, does see. not. Okay. Um, mm. But oh yeah, radio telescopes around the world, including Antarctica, right? All of these telescopes take an enormous amount of data, all at the exact same time. And then that data needs to be synced up so that it's all uh, sort of running at exactly the same time down to the individual wavelength, uh, wavefront of light, right? This is um, a measure of synchronicity that just y- – y- really, it's really hard to get your head around it. Mm. We're, we're talking about down to microseconds or, or smaller intervals of being right on, dead on, right. petabytes of data and then being processed multiple times at multiple institutions to make sure – that the picture we're getting is legitimately in there and not an artifact of one or another's person's wanting it to look cool. I see. I mean, I, I just saw the Aretha Franklin film. It was delayed for decades because uh, Sidney Pollack couldn't get the sound synced with the image. <laughs> so something kind of like that, only a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> but really close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just saying. Ralph Cruz with us from the Carnegie Science Center. So people go, they, Ralph, you're talking about this black hole. Why is it such a big deal? Well, um, it's it's a whole new era of astronomy, right? By by learning how to understand these things and image them. Uh, well, first of all, we can gain a lot of insight on how do galaxies form. I mean, we live in a galaxy, you know. So why is it important to us? I think it's important to understand where you live, right? And we're in a galaxy that has a supermassive black hole in it. How did it get there? What's it doing? How's its evolution going to go? And how does this impact things like the long-term future of the universe? And honestly, I think it's also a big deal because things like this get everybody excited about science. And I think we all benefit from an inquisitive uh, society where people ask questions and want to learn more about Mm -hmm. the world around them. Yeah. Now, this is more of a a philosophical question um, or statement. But I think that we are having a, a, a bit of a crisis in the West that we are allowing ourselves to be consumed with with endless entertainment options, right? Such that you turn on your iPad or your laptop or whatever it is at the start of a day and you could spend eight hours easily just, you know, looking at what? Kittens. (laughs) Or people Mm -hmm. or people.com or whatever, right? Kittens. Right. Yeah. I think half the internet is cats. I think so. And because so much information just comes to us it kind of like deposits on us you know what i mean like 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 wet tar dripping on your head right something (laughs) you didn't ask for but you just kind of sit there and stuff kind of that we're losing our uh, the curious spark 
that mm-hmm. we have to go find something or That's to good. go learn about something or to stretch our, our mind to understand something that previously we didn't even know existed. Right. And I think research like the Event Horizon Telescope, which is the name of the big program that took this picture, I think the Event Horizon Telescope and similar programs are really key in getting young people excited mm-hmm. and, and, and asking those kinds of questions. And this is the kind of question that takes years to answer, too, yeah. which I think is important, being able to ask a question. And, you know, I mean, sometimes I've I mean, I've even been guilty of watching a video on my phone. And if it's like 30 seconds too long, I'm moving on to oh, the yeah. next one. Right. 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 So um, but being able to, to stay focused and to ask questions and then follow through on it, I think, is important. Um, and it's and it, honestly, it's just exciting. You know, I, we're learning things that we didn't know. Right. last month, let alone when I was a kid. The world, mm-hmm. astronomically speaking, is very different today. We're, many of the uh, experts that I've talked to, including I was recently in D.C. and got to talk to Jim Green, who's the chief scientist at NASA. Um, That's cool. Yes. That was, oh, that trip. I mean, there's nothing like walking into the headquarters of NASA. Um, oh, man, I just like, kind of lost my train of thought. I'm thinking so much about yeah. this, this trip. But um, just the importance of... Uh, of doing this kind of research. I mean, I, I really think that we're living in the best time ever, uh, the golden age of astronomy mm. right Isn't now. Isn't that thrilling? We look back at Galileo and we think that was the golden age, right? right? Because that was the genesis of it all as right. far as, you know, asking the questions and being able to find observable, you know, uh, answers. Mm-hmm. But now. No, now we're gaining, it's like we're having all new Galileo moments, whether it's observing black holes or using gravitational wave astronomy. Uh, neutrino astronomy is another field that hasn't gotten as big headlines, but is changing the way that we can observe things because you can look right through the center of the galaxy, which you can't do with visible light. We're totally gaining new ways of looking at the universe around us. And uh, it's it's, it's a wild. blast to be able to spend time looking okay, at it. Okay, Ralph, with just a couple, a couple of minutes left, before the break, we talked uh, briefly about the, um, the expansion of the right. universe. So <laughs> what, what's going on there? So this is really surprising. So we, you may know that the universe is expanding. And a few years ago, um, well, actually a couple decades ago now, we found that it's actually accelerating or speeding up in how much it's expanding. Well, very recently we found very strong evidence that not only is it expanding and accelerating in its expansion, but the rate at which it is accelerating is also speeding up. So it's like someone's pushing, not only is someone pushing on the gas, but the gas is getting pushed harder and harder and harder too. And that means the universe is expanding more quickly now than it ever has before. And the rate at which that quickening is happening is going up. So what does all that mean? It means the universe is getting much bigger very quickly. Uh, And when we look at the faraway galaxies in any direction in the sky, they're all racing away from us. And that tells us that the universe itself is not a static um, permanent thing, but something that is dynamic. And Right. So if we had looked at, if we think about a Big Bang, mm-hmm. if, if, that was the, if that was the force of it, the initial force of it, we would think that it would be slowing down over right. time after that initial moment. Right. No, but there's something, and we, there's a name for this something. It's called dark energy, which is sort of pushing on everything else. And it's a lot of what's out there. In fact, it's thought to be 70% of the mass energy equivalents in the universe, right? Which is mind-blowing. 70% of all the stuff in the universe is this dark energy that's pushing everything apart. That's how much oomph it takes to do what we're observing. <laughs> I just got my pillow. I got that. I mean, that's all I got. That's all I got. We need to take a quick break. Ralph Cruz with us from the Carnegie Science Center. Stick around. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. It's where the Sahara meets the Nile and the Mediterranean Sea. Only here exist the perfect conditions for growing the finest cotton in the world. I'm John Hall. Nowhere else can you find cotton so luxuriously soft and light, yet super strong and able to hold deep, vibrant colors, wash after wash. It's this very cotton Mike Lindell has used to create my pillows, Giza Dreams bedsheets. Try them once, and you'll never want to sleep on anything else again. And right now, get a special 30% off MyPillow Dream Sheets with free shipping. Use promo code WORD when you call 800-391-0954 or place your order at MyPillow.com. 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com and be sure to use promo code WORD for 30% off plus free shipping. Sweet dreams from my pillow. Graduation day is finally here. Celebrate their achievement and leave the catering to Bistro to Go in the Northside. From backyard family gatherings to glitzy affairs, their simply delicious creations are sure to impress. Fresh, unique, and artistically displayed. From crisp salads and fresh fruits to gorgeously grilled chicken or beef and delectable desserts. With vegan and gluten-free options. Reasonably priced, fully staffed, delivered, or ready to go. Celebrate success with Bistro to Go at bistroandcompany.com. Share, like, comment, tweet. Are these foreign terms to your business? They may not be to your competition and the reason you're losing sales. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Are you in the mood for a romantic dinner, breakfast at a diner, or a wine tour? If enjoying a remarkable meal is on your list, your experience begins in remarkable Lake County, Ohio. MyLakeOH.com. Considering a college transfer? Then consider Geneva College to complete your bachelor's degree. Geneva offers a Christian perspective and more than 115 majors and programs to help students prepare for their life's work. Go to Geneva.edu slash transfer today. Hey, Ralph Cruz with us from the Carnegie Science Center. I mean, Ralph, you're fascinating. Oh, well, thanks. I, I think the world is fascinating. It is. Really. But, you know, you able to decipher that and mm-hmm. present it, it for us. It, we, well, it's been so a great happy. adventure for me to be able to spend my time, you know, learning about these things and talking to experts and scientists yeah. and then being able to turn around and, and tell everybody about it. You Outstanding. Know? Which is one of the things that makes the Carnegie Science Center such an absolute jewel of Pittsburgh. Yeah, we're really... Um, 
we're really lucky to have what we've got going on there. Uh, I'd like to encourage people to come and visit yeah. us, of course, anytime. Uh, this weekend, we have a few interesting programs. We have a, a Skywatch, which is an astronomical program uh, where we have a telescope on our roof. That's on Friday night. But this whole weekend, we're actually celebrating the works of Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, if you haven't seen, we have a huge, our, our brand new wing, this enormous gallery uh, full of Leonardo da Vinci exhibits we've mm. got, including a full-sized uh, Last Supper, which if you haven't seen it, it's incredible. It's bigger than this studio. It's this monstrous, wow. amazing painting, along with lots of his inventions and other creations. Well, this weekend marks 500 years to the day of uh, his death. So we're sort of making this big celebration of his life and really? his, his accomplishments. So, well, of course, we have our gallery, which will be open, and we'll have all sorts of uh, experts and uh, displays and interactives. People can come up, and it's great for everybody. You know, even little kids can come up and interact with these Da Vinci uh, exhibits. It's not oh, like great. a dusty old museum, you know. It's it's something you can really get your hands on and, and, and feel, not right. just see. No, it's very exciting, very vibrant. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to think our kids are, especially when they were little, because we'd let them go up the up the they they get there, they're exhausted. They'll settle <laughs> down a little bit. Plus, there was the water stuff on the top. Yes, yeah. we still have a, a couple of different water tables. Uh, and also, if you're good, if you're really into getting your kids to get tired, I recommend SportsWorks, which is oh, part yeah. of the science center next door. You, oh yeah, we have a, awesome. a, a rock wall and a ropes course. And you know, rock climbing is very difficult. So if, mm-hmm. if, if you're an energetic tired uh, kid, you can get pretty tired. <laughs> if that's quick. your goal, just to tire your kids. Right. Or it's also fun. You know, you can you learn a little bit too. Sure. And very intellectual. All those things work together. Ralph, always a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for being so with us. much for having me back. All right, thank you. Ralph Crew, Carnegie Science Center. Hey, we podcast at iTunes, John and Kathy Show.com, and on Facebook, The Ride Home. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.